0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Handbook, your guide to life, leadership, and health. I'm your host, Gene Reed. Today's episode, another solo one, just me. I'm going to get into a few different topics, which include opinions, free will, emotions, talk about fear a little bit. So just kind of went through different things that were on my mind. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Thanks for listening. All right, here we go. Uh, just me again today, episode 16, just got back from a nice long walk, took a wrong turn because I'm at my parents now, even though I probably should know this area cause I grew up here, but took a wrong turn, 30 minute walk t- turned into a little over an hour or so, but it's good. Got the juices flowing, got caffeine in my system and I felt the need to jump on here. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about opinions free will emotions and maybe get into specific man can't talk caffeine's not doing his job Uh, specific emotions like fear so that's a lineup if none of that sounds appealing to you then that's all I got for you I'm doing everybody a favor by giving everybody a heads up rather than just listening to me ramble for the next 20 30 minutes or longer who knows But what's interesting is I want to talk about opinions because it's kind of funny. My opinion on opinions has changed, and I'm trying to take a new approach to things, and that is to not give my opinions, which pretty much flies in the face of what I'm doing exactly right now, because I'm going to give my opinion on opinions, and nobody really asked for it. But then again, maybe... Maybe by just whoever's listening, by tuning in, I, maybe you're signing some agreed-upon contract to listen to my opinion. So maybe, maybe I'm okay. But here's what I mean. I've never really had much success in giving my opinion on things when nobody asked for it. And especially recently, whether it's, you know, coworkers, family, friends, whatever, man. You give your opinion on something and somebody didn't ask for it. I don't know. It just doesn't work out too well. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know why that is. Maybe that's what I'm trying to figure out. But taking a new approach, I'm just going to keep quiet. If somebody asks for my opinion, I'd be more than happy to give it to them. But just interjecting my thoughts and feelings and emotions and opinions on things, when nobody asks for it, I'm going to kind of work on that so when i was out on this long walk today right i got a bunch of caffeine in my system beforehand which is a drug so i basically get high before i go on a walk i'm out there walking around and then like you know just thoughts start popping up in my head and it's actually a lot of stuff i'm talking about now i get pinned like that whole not giving my opinion unless somebody asked for a thing. Like that was one of the first things that popped up. So then I'm I'm thinking about this as I'm walking. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Like, where do these thoughts actually come from? And I tried to like trace it back to, okay, why is it that I'm out here walking and my dumb brain wants to now talk about or think about opinions? Also, a very wise philosopher uh, had a great quote. I don't remember the guy's name about opinions and they said opinions are like assholes everybody's got one i don't know if that was actually from a philosopher but i remember reading that somewhere so then i started go down this rabbit hole right of a discussion i heard by a guy by the name of sam harris i don't really know what his title is I think he's a doctor of something. If I had to guess, it'd be a doctor of philosophy. But he has this whole thing about free will. Right? Like, are we actually making our own decisions? So here I am, stupid me, out on my walk, thinking about, you know, why is it that I'm now thinking about opinions? Where did that come from? And then that kind of spiraled into thinking about my daughter. And again, I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. It just kind of popped up in my head. So then I started thinking, okay, my wife and I are raising my daughter. She's a little over two. And we have given her basically a a framework to, to live within, right? We're telling her what's good. We're telling her what's bad. We've given her a language that she can communicate her thoughts, feelings, and emotions with. We are giving her advice. We're giving her foods that she can eat. Um... And she makes all her decisions throughout the day based on those guidelines. So then I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that's going to continue, right? She's going to, st- we're going to start giving her more options and stuff like that. But we've created this system for her to work within. So then, when she's thirty, you know, and she's making her decisions in life, like how much of that is actually her making that decision? Because my wife and I planted the seeds and and the framework for her to even work within, So is she really even making her own decisions when she gets older? Because she only knows like a certain set of guidelines. And I'm the same way, like my parents raised me a certain way. And then I started thinking about, you know, my wife's a teacher, my sister's a teacher, my dad's a teacher. I started thinking about my own experiences in school, like elementary school, high school. You go to school and they teach you certain things. There's a curriculum, right? So there's, you now make decisions based on that curriculum that was provided to you. And unless you're some well-traveled kid at the age of nine, right? Where your parents have traveled the world and you've seen other things and you've done all these different things. If you're just a nine-year-old kid from New Jersey, who's never done anything else, you know, you're only making these decisions based on the information that's been given to you. But there's so much other shit out there. What does this all mean? I have no idea. This is me post walk. I got my juices flowing and I really just started thinking about that. Which then went into this concept of emotions. There's an actual philosopher. His name's Alan Watts. Uh, He's dead. He's got a bunch of stuff out on YouTube. Really interesting guy. He kind of talks funny, but interesting viewpoint on things. I recently listened to a conversation of his... And he was talking about emotions. And he kind of came out and, and made a, a bold statement that was probably on purpose to draw draw people in. And I'm sure I'll butcher this entire piece that he gave. But um, he basically said that your emotions are never wrong. I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the, the statement that he kind of let hang out there. Your emotions are never wrong. So obviously, everybody listening to that's like, "What? What are you saying?" And he kind of went on. He said, "You know, if something happens, and you feel happy, sad, angry. You know, if somebody does something and you hate them, you feel hatred towards them. That's fine. That's not wrong." And it kind of intertwined in this free will thing that I've been kind of this road that I've been going down. And I don't know if you have done this with my daughter, but I know growing up, like, I don't know how many times I was told, you know, you shouldn't hate somebody or you shouldn't feel this. You should feel this. You shouldn't feel that. Right. Like something happens like, oh, you should be happy or whatever. But maybe the person doesn't feel that way, you know. Or maybe something does happen, and you actually hate somebody. Now, if you were raised to, and again, this is all—I don't know how I feel about this. I'm just relaying the information that was that I listened to, and I'm kind of working through this as I'm speaking right now. And also, I want to dive bomb off real quick because what I'm doing right now is something that I'm trying to work on. I go on these walks, right? Or I'm working out and I have these conversations in my head like really, you know, what I think are I wouldn't call them profound, but I have these nice thoughts in my head and everything kind of comes together seamlessly. And then I go to try to reiterate it to somebody and articulate it through word and I sound like an idiot. So through schooling right all this higher education i have i've actually gotten pretty good at writing you know uh i i'm I'm pretty articulate when it comes to writing i'm trying to improve my ability to speak on topics you know what i mean like i'm trying to whatever i say in my head i want to have it sound that way when i speak so by me kind of Fuddling through things and and not too sure about my words, like that's just something I'm going to be trying to work on here. And I don't know if there's anybody listening who plays any instruments, but you know I'm a pretty average guitar player. Like I'm trying to learn a new song right now. It's a, a Mumford and Sons song called "The Cave." It's got some picking and some strumming and different tuning, and it's it's a cool song. I really like the sound of it, but I I, I struggle through it. Right, you, you first start learning it and you're learning the picking pattern and it's you know, it's tough and it, it sounds nothing like what the actual song sounds like, but you just keep fumbling through it, you fumble through it, fumble through it, fumble through it, and then you hit it. You know, you get that strumming pattern down once and it sounds really good. And then you screw up more and more and then now you're hitting it two three times in a row. And then, you know, over the course of a few days, you start putting this thing together and it starts to actually sound like something. So that's what I'm trying to work through uh, just with speaking because I think that's a very valuable skill, right, to just be able to speak. Clearly articulate your thoughts. is a very important thing to be able to do. All right. Dive bomb over. Emotions. Your emotions are never wrong. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Right? Uh, big distinction though. So this guy, Alan Watts, he was saying your emotions are never wrong. Like I said, if you hate somebody, then you hate them, right? If you feel really, really happy about something, something, you know, really makes you feel elated, then feel it. Here's the distinction though. The actions that are caused by those emotions are what could be wrong. So if you hate somebody, probably not a good idea to go kill them. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's a circumstance in which it would be okay. I really don't know. If you feel like an immense happiness about something and you choose to display it in a way that makes other people feel really shitty, probably not the best action that resulted from that emotion. So that was that's why I think I like this you know cuz i have been told growing up like you should feel this you shouldn't feel that i think what happens is then then you just get very confused then you just start lying to yourself right if if you actually feel upset about something and and everybody's always like ah you shouldn't feel upset about that well no, maybe you should feel upset about it right and if you abide by that where you shouldn't feel something then you just start lying to yourself and it's like you know you never really get down to what you're actually feeling but it's the actions, right? That's that's the critical part. Feel the emotion, whatever it is, but just be aware of your actions. Your actions might be wrong. Maybe you shouldn't let that emotion drive your actions, if that makes sense. So one of the emotions that he was talking about was fear. And I kind of thought about this in policing and I don't know if this is something that people think, but I, I did at one point in time, I thought, you know, you weren't supposed to be scared or you weren't supposed to feel afraid during certain situations. And I never reached that point, you know, until I really started thinking about it. And it's like, oh no, it's okay to, you know, be afraid or, or actually be scared to go in those situations, but don't let that hamper your decision making, you know. Like your train you should be a highly trained individual who feels scared and feels afraid, but that's okay. Just don't let it jack up your decision making, you know. So Alan Watts back to him. He was talking about individuals who fear fear. That's called worrying. Right? If you just accept fear and you understand that it's emotion and it's kind of like, he he put it as, you know, it's like the seasons or it's like day and night, like emotions come and go. Just if, if you're always trying to resist them, right? And tense up and be like, no, I don't feel this. Or, you know, I don't feel angry. I feel happy. If you're always doing that resistance thing, shit's going to get real confusing and it's just way too taxing. The other side of it is just let it go. Just what, whatever emotions coming in, just feel it. Okay, I feel happy now. Great, awesome, cool. That's going to go away and you're probably going to, something else is going to happen. But the fear of fear is worrying. And he gave a couple examples, which I thought were really interesting, where let's say you, you, you have a fear over money, right? You're not making enough money, you can't pay your bills. Well, that's pretty shitty, right? I think a lot of people can maybe relate to that, but then you get a good job. Right, And now you can pay your bills. And now you have some disposable income. So that fear is gone. But if you're somebody who constantly fears fear and you're worrying, you're going to find something else to worry about. So maybe now you worry, okay, you're financially stable, but what if I get cancer? You're otherwise a perfectly healthy individual, right? But now you're worrying about that. Okay, so you go to the doctor, you get a bunch of tests done, you're good. You're solid, right? You don't have any problems. Okay. Well, now you're fearing something else. Who knows? You're afraid your beautiful new house is going to catch on fire. I don't know. It's a very small problem, but to the individual who is consistently or constantly worrying, it's a big problem to them. Grand scheme of things, no, it's not, right? You're financially stable. You're healthy. Things are good. But if you're always somebody who's worrying, whatever it is you're worrying about just seems like this big deal. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. I can certainly relate to that. I have a tendency to worry over stupid things. So, yeah. The free will thing is kind of freaky, man. And Sam Harris gives a lot of talks on it. And his whole thing is, whatever pops up in your head, even when you're speaking, the words that are coming out of your mouth, where did they come from? Why did did your brain choose this over that? You know, why is it that when you're walking, you choose, or you're thinking about what to eat for dinner, and you're thinking chicken over pork? I don't know. Again, this is one of those things where I'm not very articulate with coming up with these concepts, but... It's interesting to think about. And I don't really know what it changes. This is one of those things that I talk about and I'm like, okay, well now what? I have these thoughts. Now now what? How does that change my perspective on things? How does that change well the I'll tell you how the free will change my changes my perspective on things because you know, I was raised a certain way. I think my parents did an awesome job. But I need to understand that I was only provided a a small subset of information, and it's my responsibility to further educate myself. It's my responsibility to go surround myself with people who think totally different than me. That's when things get fun. You know, I think this happens a lot with religion. I think this happens a lot with just general philosophies on life, right? Go, go get around some people who have a totally different thought process than you do. You know, they, they make their decisions based on a totally different criteria than you do. I think that's cool. I think that's a great thing to understand. But I think the moral of it all is understand that you have a very small framework that you've been given. And I think it's your responsibility to, you know, kind of open it up. And again, that's my opinion. Hmm. That's some deep stuff. I'll tell you what. I got down my walk and I had one of those liquid IV things. They are very good. It's basically Gatorade on steroids. It's these little uh, packets of electrolytes that you throw in some water. It's good stuff. I'm going to ping pong back again real quick because... I was thinking about the emotions thing and you know, it's funny as I'm going to give an example. And recently the place that I work, there was a bunch of promotions and transfers and all that good stuff. So the example I'm giving is about promotions and transfers happening in the workplace, but I actually wasn't even thinking about our department. So people are probably gonna be thinking I'm talking to them and I'm really not. Unless it applies to you, then I am. But one of the examples with the emotion stuff is, let's say you're at work and you get a promotion or somebody gets a promotion over you that you thought you deserved. And everybody's like, oh, man, you should be happy for that person. Uh, Maybe. I mean, maybe eventually, but maybe your initial reaction is like, what the fuck? Like, this is bullshit. Why didn't I get this? I'm smarter than that person. I've done more things in my career. I'm more established. I have more to offer. That's okay. Feel it. That's awesome. That's that's my new outlook on things. Like, yeah, feel that. Because I think, again, just my opinion. I think if you never even allow yourself to feel those emotions, that shit just gets like harbored inside of you. Right? Say somebody gets a promotion over you, or somebody gets a transfer, or somebody gets something, and your initial reaction is like okay, I need to feel happy for this person, um, whatever. I think then you never really get an opportunity to dig down and think about like, okay, why did the, why did this person get this over me? Maybe it was an, an unjustified reason, you know, but allow yourself to feel that emotion of like, hey, what the fuck? Why didn't I get this? Yeah, I don't know how this is going to sound everybody, so... Again, just something I'm trying out. And, uh... Got some guests coming on, so that'll be good. And then we'll go from there. So I think we're about the 20-minute mark here. Uh, I apologize to J.P. Pizer, who always gives me shit because episodes are too short. Well... Sorry. That's all I got. So uh, next episode will be coming out. I have no idea. Probably in the next couple of weeks. And probably with a guest. Oh, you know what? I'm not done yet. I failed to do the thing that I always do. And it is whatever I'm talking about. Try to affix it to a jujitsu analogy or whatever. Uh, but I'm being serious. So the whole free will thing. So I am a uh, one-stripe white belt in jiu-jitsu. What does that mean? I, actually, I really don't know what that means, to be totally honest. Uh, it means, to me, when I'm under pressure in a situation, when we're live rolling, I can remember how to do about five things. Everything else kind of goes out the window. Because my brain just can't handle it. But you get better with time and, you know, things move on. But Billy Shaw, who is the black belt at our gym, you know, teaches, obviously. Duh. So I've been to, I don't know, 50 classes over the last however many months I've been there, right? And there's been a certain framework that has been given to me. There are certain things that have been provided to me for instruction and moves and situations and here's what you could do in this situation here's what you could do in that now when I'm live rolling with somebody I am making decisions solely based on that information actually no I'm not now that I'm thinking about this now that I'm saying that out loud I'm really not because you know at some point instincts do take over and Billy didn't teach me that right I've had other training in the past I've had life experiences, um, you know, I don't know why I prefer full side control over half guard. You know, I don't know. For some reason, that feels more secure to me. But then, like, Billy is a wizard when it comes to half guard, right? I think, I don't know this, I've never asked him this, but I think he feels better and feels like he has more attacks from the half guard than side control. And and I I think that's correct, but I don't feel that way, you know, just based on my life experiences and and the very limited information that I have. But uh, this plays into free will, because, you know, I'm making decisions, but I don't have the full deck, right? I don't even have 1% of the possible combinations and, and options out there. You know, so I'm not making my decisions solely on my own, you know. It's just I've been given a Rolodex, a very small Rolodex of options, and hey, pick within these options, you know. But it would be ignorant of me to think that that's not the end of the road, but it would be ignorant of me to think that that's all there is out there, right? Billy has a certain Rolodex that he has mastered and is giving to his students. There are other individuals out there who have a totally different Rolodex, right? And they give that information to their students. It's probably why it's important, I guess, once you get to a certain level. I'm definitely not at this level. Eventually I will be, but it's probably why it's a good idea to you know, just drop in at different gyms you know, and like roll with other people and see what other coaches are going over. Watching YouTube videos, all that good stuff. I know the free will thing. It, again, I already said this, but it, it kind of gets a little freaky when you start thinking about like, because it almost makes you think you're not in control of, of what's going on. Like it's it, you, you go down this rabbit hole of your brain is separate from you. And then we go into a whole different conversation of like, well, what is you? You know, like when you say I, like I am Gene, okay, what is, what is I? You know, I'm just not mentally ready for that conversation. I've had that conversation in my head, but I'm way too stupid to even attempt to go over that right now. So that will be another episode because I think that's a fun fun conversation to have. And Alan Watts actually goes over that a few times that's a really interesting conversation, man, because, you know, you say things like, I don't know, like, what are you actually in control of? You know, like, are you making your heartbeat? Are you thinking your own thoughts? Are you circulating the blood through your body? Like, when you eat food, are you in control of that digestion process? Like, what are you actually in control with? And all the other shit that's going on in the background, like, what, what's going on with that? What's controlling that? Again, conversation for another time. In the grand scheme of things, in the you know whole uh, genre of this podcast of life, leadership, and health, um, I think we kind of hit on several different of those areas today. So opinions, free will, emotions. This was fun. JP, I tried to bust this out to 30 minutes, man. I think I'm close, but I'm going to leave it at that. So thanks for listening, and uh, see you guys soon.